Hello and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. Merry Christmas! Today is December 25th, and Jesus is born today. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope you have a, a lovely one and a happy holidays, and uh, you're able to celebrate with family and friends. Today we are reading through paragraphs 2811 through 2818 today. We're talking about the Our Father. And we'll continue with the section on Hallowed Be Thy Name, and then we'll start Thy Kingdom Come. And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In spite of the holy law, that again and again their holy God gives them, you shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. And although the Lord shows patience for the sake of his name, the people turn away from the Holy One of Israel, and profane his name among the nations. For this reason, the just ones of the old covenant, the poor survivors returned from exile, and the prophets burned with passion for the name. Finally, in Jesus, the name of the holy God is revealed and given to us in the flesh as Savior, revealed by what he is, by his word, and by his sacrifice. This is the heart of his priestly prayer, Holy Father, for their sake I consecrate myself, that they also may be consecrated in truth, because he sanctifies his own name. Jesus reveals to us the name of the Father. At the end of Christ's Passover, the Father gives him the name that is above all names. Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. In the waters of baptism we have been washed, sanctified, justified, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and in the Spirit of our God. Our Father calls us to holiness in the whole of our life. And since he is the source of our life in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and sanctification, both his glory and our life depend on the hallowing of his name in us and by us. Such is the urgency of our first petition. By whom is God hallowed, since he is the one who hallows? But since he said, You shall be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy, we seek and ask that we who, are, who were sanctified in baptism may persevere in what we have begun to be. And we ask this daily, for we need sanctification daily, so that we who fail daily may cleanse away our sins by being sanctified continually. We pray that this sanctification may remain in us. The sanctification of his name among the nations depends inseparably on our life and our prayer. We ask God to hallow his name, which by its own holiness saves and makes holy all creation. It is this name that gives salvation to a lost world. But we ask that this name of God should be hallowed in us, through our actions. For God's name is blessed when we live well, but is blasphemed when we live wickedly. As the Apostle says, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. We ask then that just as the name of God is holy, so we may obtain his holiness in our souls. When we say, Hallowed be thy name, we ask that it should be hallowed in us who are in him but also in others whom God's grace still awaits, that we may obey the precept 
that obliges us to pray for everyone, even our enemies. That is why we do not say expressly, Hallowed be thy name in us, for we ask that it be so in all men. This petition embodies all the others. Like the six petitions that follow, it is fulfilled by the prayer of Christ. Prayer to our Father is our prayer, if it is prayed in the name of Jesus. In his priestly prayer, Jesus asks, Holy Father, protect in your name those whom you have given me. Roman numeral 2, Thy Kingdom Come. In the New Testament, the word basilie can be translated by kingship, abstract noun, kingdom, concrete noun, or reign, action noun. The kingdom of God lies ahead of us. It is brought near in the Word incarnate. It is proclaimed throughout the whole gospel, and it has, become, it has come in Christ's death and resurrection. The kingdom of God has been coming since the Last Supper, and in the Eucharist, it is in our midst. The kingdom will come in glory when Christ hands it over to his Father. It may even be that the kingdom of God means Christ himself, whom we daily desire to come, and whose coming we wish to be manifested quickly to us. For as he is our resurrection, since in him we rise, so he can also be understood as the kingdom of God, for in him we shall reign. This petition is Marana Tha, the cry of the Spirit and the Bride, Come, Lord Jesus. Even if it had not been prescribed to pray for the coming of the kingdom, we would willingly have brought forth this speech, eager to embrace our hope. In indignation, the souls of the martyrs under the altar cry out to the Lord, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell upon the earth? For their retribution is ordained for the end of the world. Indeed, as soon as possible, Lord, make, may your kingdom come. In the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come refers primarily to the final coming of the reign of God through Christ's return. But far from distracting the church from her mission in this present world, this desire commits her to it all the more strongly. Since Pentecost, the coming of that reign is the work of the Spirit, of the Lord who completes his work on earth and brings us the fullness of grace. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.